Isn't this fun? What's this ride called? It's the stock market this year. Here comes another drop. Uh, I don't like this. It's scaring my portfolio. Do you have a better idea? Yeah. Have you heard of Masterworks? No. It's the app that lets you invest in an alternative asset that more than doubled the S&P 500 from 1995 to 2021. All you need is a phone. Just go to masterworks.io and use promo code FUN. See important disclosures at masterworks.io slash DC. The we're going family style deal. Because I want a bite of your Big Mac. And I need some of your quarter pounds. I'll try your filet of fish. There's a deal for every friend group at McDonald's. Order any two classics for just six bucks. Price of participation may vary. Single item at regular price cannot be combined with any other offer. The Exxon Radio Show is heard on radio broadcast affiliates worldwide, including... AM 580 CFRA in Ottawa, Ontario, Canada. WPUL AM 1590 in Daytona Beach, Florida. KOHI AM 1610 in St. Helens, Oregon. KHRO AM 1150 in El Paso, Texas. And for more information on becoming a professional broadcast affiliate of the Exxon Radio Show, visit www.xzbn.net or call toll-free worldwide 1-800-610-7035. The Exxon Radio and TV show is largely an opinion talk show. All opinions, comments, or statements of fact expressed by Rob McConnell's guests are strictly their own and are not to be construed as those of the X-Zone radio and TV show or in any manner endorsed by Rob McConnell, Relmar McConnell Media Company, Talkstar Radio Network, its affiliated stations, or employees. All Hit Radio To the X Zone, a place where fact is fiction and fiction is reality. Now, here's your host, Rob McConnell. Welcome back to the Exxon, everyone. My name is Rob McConnell. Toll-free worldwide, 1-800-610-7035. Email exxon at exxonradiotv.com. On MSN Messenger, exxonradiotv at hotmail.com. And our website, www.exxonradiotv.com. 
Exxon Nation, my guest this hour is Dr. Susan Delaney. She is a medical doctor, and she's also a psychiatrist with 33 years of experience. She is currently in private practice in Plano, Texas, where she does therapy. She had a childhood near-death experience at the end of her fifth year of life, and this has given her an enduring interest in the paranormal. Her website is www.drsusandelaney.com. That's drsusandelaney.com. And she has an upcoming book entitled, I Didn't Fall, I Was Pushed. Dr. Delaney, welcome to the X-Zone. Well, thank you, Rob. Uh, tell me, Doctor, um, you had a near-death experience when you were five. Uh, tell our listeners about it. Well, I was lying on a cold operating table, clothed only in my underpants and mm-hmm. covered with a thin sheet. The senior doctor had placed a domed, screened mask over my mouth and nose and covered it with a piece of gauze. He held a glass bottle of clear fluid in his hand. Breathe in. This will smell sweet, he said. He began to pour ether onto the gauze. I breathed in the sickly sweet smell. Suddenly, I was up on the ceiling, watching the senior doctor and his younger assistant. The senior doctor was still dribbling ether onto the mask. She is so little. Aren't you afraid of overdosing her? The resident doctor asked. I don't care if I kill her, the senior doctor replied. Too late, I thought, from my perch on the ceiling. I was in a place of peace, warmth and safety, and that horrible smell was gone. I felt mercy and compassion for the doctor, even though I knew his words were wrong-headed. Then there was a tunnel, and at the end of it, a wonderful place with glowing flowers. The flowers shone with their own emitted light. The flowers also emitted a beautiful tone. Then I woke up, and Mother was with me. The doctor said he didn't care if he killed you? Yeah, how weird is that? You and I have to take a commercial break. That is that is weird, to say the very least. Dr. Mm-hmm. Susan Delaney is our very special guest at this hour. Exonation, www.drsusandelaney.com. That's D-R-S-U-S-A-N-D-E-L-A-N-E-Y. Com, and we'll be back on the other side of this commercial break in two minutes as the Exxon continues with yours truly, Rob McConnell. Don't go away. Progressive presents Forest Metaphors about bundling your home and auto. In sports, three goals is a hat trick. And when you bundle your home and auto with Progressive, you get a hat trick of great savings and round-the-clock protection. So you might be thinking, wait, that's two things. A hat trick is three. But in this metaphor, great savings counts as two goals and so does round-the-clock protection. So it's like four goals and that's more than three. It's basic math. Forest Metaphors, presented by Progressive. Bundle and protect today. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Discount not available in all states or situations. Mm-hmm. 
Dr. Susan Delaney is our guest. We're talking about near-death experience and uh, possibly is there a connection between a near-death con- uh, near-death experience and remote viewing? We're going to get into that a little later. But I have to ask you, uh, Dr. Susan, after hearing that from the anesthesiologist, that he didn't care whether he killed you or not, when you regained consciousness and you came back to this side of uh, the realm, what what happened? You woke up with your mother being there, but... What else happened? You know, that experience of hearing that when I was on the ceiling mm-hmm. in a place of peace and love has given me a lifelong heart for forgiveness. And and so, as strange as it may sound, I have never been able to get upset about that happening. Um, I I forgive him. Was Was this statement ever brought to anyone's attention? No. You mean the resident doctor or the senior doctor there made no no effort to say to the anesthesiologist, what are you talking about? How could you say such a thing? Well, by then I was in the tunnel. I have I no see. idea what, what was happened the, in the operating room after that. What was the tunnel like? It was just um, a black tube with a light at the end, the light at the end of the tunnel. Mm-hmm. How did you become interested in remote viewing? Well, I've always been interested in the paranormal. I have dreams about Mm -hmm. things that come true later. Sometimes I sense that something is about to happen, and it does. And when doing therapy, sometimes I just know which of the three things I'm thinking about saying is the one to say that will heal the patient. How does being a fan of the paranormal work with you being a medical doctor and a psychiatrist? Well, I think that openness to intuition, that openness to information that comes, that just comes, is is very important if you're going to be a good doctor because sometimes things are not what they look like. Mm Mm-hmm. Things are not what they seem. So being open to that that other information has helped me tremendously. Now, when did you see the similarity between becoming a remote viewer and becoming a therapist? Well, I was preparing a paper to deliver to my local um, chapter of the International Association of Near-Death Studies um, about remote viewing. And as I prepared it, I began to see the similarities between training as a remote viewer and training as a therapist. So what are, what are these similarities? Well, um, both types of training programs select 
men and women of confidence, humility, mm-hmm. competence, and thoughtful composure. All right, now, these are all taught to you as a therapist, and these are also taught in remote viewing? Well, I think it's more a question of pre-selection of people with these traits. Certainly, we learn to magnify those traits that are already present. Mm-hmm. But um, I think that that in both cases, the, the potential trainees are pre-screened for these traits. Gotcha. What science? What you know? What scientific attitude do both sides share? Well, both remote viewers and therapists, or our trainees thereof, um, share the attitude of the scientist, which is an attitude of perfect humility toward the laws of nature and the patient determination to learn these laws whatever the cost. What were some of your initial targets that you identified when you were learning remote viewing? Well, I never learned remote viewing. Um, if I you didn't make, if, if you never learned remote viewing, how can you make the comparison? Well, I've read about it. I've read several books about it. And um, the books that I've read have discussed the, the training programs and um, interestingly, some of the, the disciplines that um, it was the United States Army that first um, developed a training program for remote viewers. And um, some, of the, some of the fields of study um, are identical. The uh, Army officers studied parapsychology, sense perception, psychology, neuroscience, and subliminal perception. And, of course, um, therapy trainees, they may study parapsychology. The psychologists certainly do, not so much the um, MDs. But we study sense perception. We study psychology. We study neuroscience. And uh, we may study um, subliminal perception. So... We study a lot of the same things. So do the skills of the remote viewer and uh, those of the therapist rely on mysterious forces? Absolutely not. Um, Both sets of trainees rely on the ordinary senses, sight, hearing, touch, smell, and taste. And um, in my study of Mm -hmm. remote viewing, my reading about it, um, I uh, have learned that that was the one and only way that they could get that past um, the intelligence committees of the United States um, Congress was to to state that, but I believe that it's true. Is the paranormal real or is, or is the paranormal fictitious, or do we just not understand these forces and there's nothing paranormal at all? Well, I believe that the so-called paranormal is really normal. Um, I believe that as we have relied more on science and technology, mm-hmm. we have have lost touch with um, the intuitions and knowledge that is available to us. Should we should we 
train ourselves to tune into that. And I believe that remote viewers and and therapy trainees actually do that and, and regain that knowledge. But as a, as a member of the medical community, then how would you? Describe or how would you explain a near-death experience if not it being paranormal? Well, um, some scientists have located the um, the experience in the right temporal lobe, and um, That, that when, when this experience happens, the mm-hmm. right temporal lobe um, has access to information it didn't have access to before. Um, some people call that the collective unconscious. Some people call it the Akashic record. But how would that explain how you were able to hear and see what the anesthesiologist was doing and the other members of the medical team in the operating room who were operating on you as being well, from the Akashic Records or or any other, uh, you know, perception? Well, um, it seems that virtually everyone who has a near-death experience retains all of their their normal senses. Mm-hmm. And so um, wherever that um, body-shaped um, entity goes, it can see and hear what is happening. And that occurs whether you're a remote viewer going to an assigned place or whether you're um, in a near-death experience and, and go, you know, to the ceiling of the operating room, to travel home, see how your family's doing with all this, um, or to travel to another realm. So there seems to be a body-shaped part of us that's independent of um, the, the mortal body. Also, it's fascinating, um, people then are are deeply schizophrenic and hearing voices and are very paranoid if they have a near-death experience. While they're in that experience, there's nothing wrong with their mind. People that are blind that have a near-death experience, when they go up to the ceiling of the operating room, they can see everything. If they travel somewhere um, while they're in the experience, they can see everything. But how do we know these near-death experiences are real and not a hallucination caused by some natural chemical discharge or the lack of oxygen or over application of some sort of anesthesia? Well, um, that's a common question and I've heard very good answers from the scientists that spend their lives studying these mm-hmm. phenomena, but but I'm not one of the people that can explain that to you. Do you have any theories on it? You know, for me, the near-death experience, 
was the most profound experience of my entire life. Stand by, Doctor. Um, you and I have to take a commercial break with the news at the bottom of the hour. Exonation Dr. Susan Delaney is our special guest this hour. We're talking about near-death experiences and remote viewing. www.drsusandelaney.com is her email address. And Dr. Delaney and I will be back on the other side of this commercial break with the news as the Exxon continues from our studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. My name is Rob McConnell. Don't go away. Presents Forest Metaphors about bundling your home and auto. In sports, three goals is a hat trick. And when you bundle your home and auto with Progressive, you get a hat trick of great savings and round the clock protection. So you might be thinking, wait, that's two things. A hat trick is three. But in this metaphor, great savings counts as two goals, and so does round the clock protection. So it's like four goals, and that's more than three. It's basic math. Forest Metaphors, presented by Progressive. Bundle and protect today. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates. Discount not available in all states or situations. My name is Michael Telstar, Canada's leading mentalist from Toronto, Ontario. Hi, my name is Splenza, and you're listening to my dad, Rob McConnell, on the Exxon. This is Psychic Dorothy from St. Catharines, and you're listening to Rob McConnell. Hello, my name is Holly Reeves, an astrologer from astro for You, and you're listening to Canada's number one paranormal radio show, The X-Zone, with Rob McConnell. Welcome to The X-Zone, a place where fact is fiction and fiction is reality. Now, here's your host, Rob McConnell. Nation, Dr. Susan Delaney is our guest this hour, www.drsusandelaney.com. You know, you're, you're a medical doctor, um, and, and I'm just trying to understand how you, how you came to the conclusion that what your near-death experience was and, and how you know it was real and, and not a dream. I, I understand that whatever this experience was, it had a, a uh, uh, it changed your life forever. But people who have certain dreams also say that their dreams change their lives forever. So how can we validate this? And, and how do we know that near-death experiences are real if a member of the medical community like yourself can't explain it? 
Well, um, I can't explain it, but there are others that could. But um, the experience was the most profound that I have ever had in my life. I also have mm-hmm. many of the traits that scientists have um, proven that near-death experiencers have. And what traits are those? Reduced, and what traits are those? I have a, re- I have a reduced fear of death. Mm-hmm. I have a, an incredible zest for life. Mm-hmm. I have a reduced desire for material goods. I have um, a huge interest in religion and spirituality. I have uh, very few physical complaints. I'm in excellent health. I use very little medication. In fact, when I was looking for my Tylenol the other day, I couldn't even find it because I didn't know where it was. Um, I have very few symptoms of depression and anxiety. Um, I'm interested in solitary pursuits and meditation. I exercise. I eat healthy foods. Yes, but I volunteer doc- in the community. Doctor, you've just described nearly 20% of all Americans. And I'm sure not 20% of all Americans have had near-death experiences. Well, probably 5 to 7% have. All right, but what about the other 15%? How do we explain that? Well, I don't know that we have to explain it, but I can say that is, is, scientists is it... have, have developed um, paper and pencil t- tests to examine the question about whether or not someone has had a childhood near-death experience, and that these paper and pencil tests predict with 95% um, accuracy whether or not that has happened. Is this a scientific test, Doctor? And if so, what's the name of this test? Well, um, the research was done by Dr. Melvin Morse at the University of Washington in Mm -hmm. Seattle. And um, he was um, an NIH-trained research fellow, and he never had any intention whatsoever of looking at the paranormal. But the kids, he's a pediatrician, the kids kept talking to him about their near-death experiences. So he finally um, got together a group of advisors to help him um, design some research tools, which he did, and he's done some research, which has been published in peer-reviewed journals. Mm -hmm. So um, that's where I'm coming from. And I have... I have the traits that he has found um, in childhood near-death experiencers. But in his experiment and in his research, did he also factor in other people who had the same traits that did not have near-death experiences? Or was it strictly focused on those who had already had the experience? He, he studied... Um, children who had documented um, death I see. So in the he, hospital. So he was, all he was doing was using his, his, his test on children who had had near-death experiences. So, of course, he would get these results then. Well, of course, he had a control group of people that were age-matched. 
that had been seriously ill but never had a documented death. That's how we do scientific research. But was the so the research that he did was strictly on children? Yes. All right. Now, what about in the case of adults? It's also very similar. All right. Now, I understand that some members of the of the medical and scientific community say that near death experiences have nothing to do with out of body experiences. Have nothing to do with um, with paranormal. Uh, type experiences that there's an explanation for these so-called near-death experiences. So how does how do how do members of the scientific community agree to disagree on a, on such a interesting topic? Well, I I don't think that it's as compassionate as what you said. They don't agree to disagree. Each team thinks that the other team is nuts. That doesn't sound very professional. Okay. I, I I would imagine that members of the medical community who go through through the uh, rigorous training that practitioners do, uh, you know, they, they there would be a certain respect for each other's research. Uh, but having had a personal experience like yourself, how has this changed your life? How has your near death experience pointed you to the side that? They're real, and they're nothing to do with the physiological shutdown of the human body. Well, it has been an incredible comfort to me to read the um, accounts of other mm-hmm. experiencers, to talk with other experiencers. Um, one of the things that um, it was, I, I went to... Um, MD Anderson Hospital in Houston, which is a University of Texas Cancer Center, a couple of years ago, and there was a near-death experience conference that was based solely on the scientific research. Mm -hmm. And um, it was, it's well known that the near-death experience can modify your electrical field permanently. And it, um, it was hilarious in the ladies' room because in ladies' rooms, there's always a line, because we take a little longer in there. And because it was a cancer hospital, they had those touchless um, paper towel dispensers, mm-hmm. and you had to wave your hand <laughs> in front of them. And what I heard again and again, cause, and, you know, I couldn't work them with my hand, is I would have to turn to someone in the line and say, because someone who's not an experiencer <laughs> wave their hand in front of this. Um, it's very common to have um, a change in your electrical field as a result of these. Can this change in the electrical field be seen with, uh, what is it, uh, Calerian photography? I can't answer that question. Okay, there's a good question that we'll ask our, uh, our Mr. Science Whiz when he's on next week. How do you see NDEs in all of this, you know? There's a lot of controversy. There's those in one camp who say it's real. There are those in the other camp who say it's not real. Where do, you know, how does one listening tonight form an opinion whether it's real or not? 
Well, I think that's up to each um, person. Um, when I studied the training of the remote viewers mm -hmm. and realized it was very similar to my own training as a therapist, um, I looked at what the research scientists at the Stanford Research Institute came up with as an explanation for how the remote viewers could see the things that they saw. And um, they talked about consciousness. They talked about the limen, L-I-M-E-N. That's a barrier between consciousness and unconsciousness. And um, the researchers that trained the, the remote viewers talked about a hole or aperture in the limen that allowed unconscious material to come into the conscious mind of the um, experiencer, uh, of the uh, remote viewer, I'm sorry. And, you know, I believe that a similar process happens with a trained psychotherapist. I certainly experienced that myself. Um, I came to believe that the near-death experience ripped a hole in the limit and allowed for the disorderly um, emergence of material um, in, that was already in the unconscious mind. So um, the, the near-death experiencer may, um, may experience unwanted and overwhelming material that disturbs him or her functioning in the family and the work for some time. Um, it usually takes seven years to get over a near-death experience as an adult. Um, the near-death experiencer may have unwanted visions of past, present, and future. They may have received communications from other entities. They may know things about other people that they would prefer not to. So it, it fits the model mm -hmm. of the remote viewing scientists, and um, except that it's disorderly because that, that hole in the lemon wasn't preceded by, you know, being selected on the, per, on the basis of, of your certain virtues and then the long, long, long training process that you go through to become a remote viewer or a therapist. It just, it just everything whips loose. Who decides during a near-death experience whether the person comes back to life or whether they remain on the other side? Well, um, sometimes the person is given the choice and sometimes the person is made to come back. I don't have any direct memory of being made to come back, but when I was at the conference at MD Anderson, one of the speakers told a story about a man who was dragged back to his body by his uncle, and the uncle took his spirit foot and shoved the man back into his body. And I have to tell you that I became, I laughed hysterically, and I was the only person in the auditorium. I've always been ticked off about having to come back here. And I wonder if I didn't put up about it. Are there are there any similarities psychologically 
between a near-death experience and a dream. Well, if you look at the criteria Mm -hmm. that um, the scientists started by Raymond Moody and, you know, others um, have um, set up to say whether or not it might have been a near-death experience, and I I don't have that list in front of me right now, but um, I would say no. I'm having a problem trying to trying to understand. Then, how do you know if a near death experience is real, or whether it could be something caused by the shutdown of the physiological senses of the body due to the lack of oxygen, due to some other physiological occurrence that is happening during the during the operation or if in fact it has something to do with the anesthesia i I, i'm I'm getting no answers well i'm not the person to ask those questions but you're a doctor you're a psychiatrist this experience changed your life haven't you asked these questions you know what is important to me is that it did the experience change my life. It's not important to me how you think of it, how your listeners think of it. It changed my life. It's very important to me. Um, And it was a good thing that happened to me. All right, Doctor, you and I have to say so long. Uh, We've run out of time, and uh, I, I don't know. All I can say is... Thanks for not sharing. I'll be back on the other side of this commercial break alone because this guest here, Exo Nation, just bit the dust. I'll be back, don't go away. Hi, I'm Flo from Progressive. Being a baseball fanatic like me can be stressful. It's not all sports points and touchdowns. So Progressive is going to help you take your mind off your team for a moment. Instead of thinking about how they missed that goal point score, think about the Name Your Price tool from Progressive letting you choose coverage options based on your budget. Unlike your team that missed the end zone net area. Well, anyway, hope this distraction about Progressive's Name Your Price tool was helpful. It sure kept me from thinking about all those penalty balls. Yay, sports! Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Here you've got a medical doctor who also has a master's in science 
claims to have had a near-death experience at the age of five. During the operation, she had an out-of-body experience, allegedly, and she heard the doctor say, I don't care if I kill her, I don't care if she's dead. She comes back from this experience, wakes up with her mother, thank good Lord that she did, doesn't talk about this experience and doesn't talk about what she heard in the operating room. I asked her what I believed were very simple questions. I did not get a straight answer. She's a member of the medical community. She's interested in near-death experiences. And when challenged on basic questions, I get told that, well, she's not an expert in that. She doesn't have an opinion. Okay. Then why in the name of heaven do you want to talk about it? It makes no sense to me. I know Dr. Jeffrey Long, who is the founder of the INDS. This guy's a wealth of information. We've had people on before who have had near-death experiences. And and they tell everyone, well, most of them tell everyone about their near-death experiences that they've had. And I'm sure that if I had a near-death experience and I heard the doctor say that he didn't care if I was dead or alive or whatever, I'd certainly say something about it when I came back to this side. Wouldn't you? As a member of the medical community, I would want to know more about near-death experiences instead of just reading about remote viewing and making a tie-in. This lady was all over the place, and I don't believe there's any connection between near-death experiences and remote viewing. I'm not even sure if remote if if, if near-death experiences is real, and I'm not even sure if remote viewing is real. I have never had proof of either. But when I ask someone who's a doctor, a medical doctor with a master in science who is deeply involved in near-death experiences to answer some simple questions that I ask as, as an inquisitive person and I can't get any answers, credibility goes out the window whether she's got an MD an MS or a PhD behind her name, because in my book, I'll be back on the other side of this commercial break as the Exxon continues from our studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. 1-800-610-7035 is toll-free worldwide. My email address is exxon at exxonradiotv.com. On MSN Messenger, TV at hotmail.com. And my website, www.exoneradiotv.com. Don't forget, you can listen to us 24 hours a day, 7 days a week, 365 days of the year at www.exonetv.com. All I want are people to give me simple answers. If you're claimed to be an expert on something, simplicity should say it all. But when you can't, little flags go up. We'll be back. Don't go away. Another one bites the dust, and another one gone, and another one gone, another one bites the dust. Hey, hey, gonna get to. Progressive presents Forest Metaphors about bundling your home and auto. 
In sports, three goals is a hat trick. And when you bundle your home and auto with Progressive, you get a hat trick of great savings and round-the-clock protection. So you might be thinking, wait, that's two things. A hat trick is three. But in this metaphor, great savings counts as two goals, and so does round-the-clock protection. So it's like four goals, and that's more than three. It's basic math. Forest Metaphors, presented by Progressive. Bundle and protect today. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Discount not available in all states or situations. Hi, I'm Flo from Progressive. Being a baseball fanatic like me can be stressful. It's not all sports points and touchdowns. So Progressive is going to help you take your mind off your team for a moment. Instead of thinking about how they missed that goal point score, think about the Name Your Price tool from Progressive letting you choose coverage options based on your budget. Unlike your team that missed the end zone net area. Well, anyway, hope this distraction about Progressive's Name Your Price tool was helpful. It sure kept me from thinking about all those penalty balls. Yay, sports! Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.